Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already January the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show will make sense. Well, over 100 conservative groups and leaders are calling on the education secretary, Mikel Cardona, to resign. Why? Because your FBI and Justice Department and Education Department all got in bed with the education teachers unions and your local school board and literally called parents and acted like parents were terrorists. Domestic terrorists, ladies and gentlemen. That is out of control as the Department of Justice creates unconstitutional new task force to combat domestic terrorism. Shame on these people. Shame on Congress for not reining them in, creating accountability, firing, prosecuting these criminals. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rose seeks release ahead of the U.S. quote sedition trial. The U.S. judge puts off the decision on releasing Stuart Rhodes. Shame on the judge. Where's the speedy trial? Where's the innocent until proven guilty? Uh, There's no reason he shouldn't be out on bail, ladies and gentlemen, at the least. He's not a flight risk. He sat around for a year. He could have took off. They found him at home. There's no real evidence of crime. Yeah, he's got free speech they broke into, violated. Uh, Peacefully assemble. What did he do violent? Well, Sam, he said there's a war coming. Okay. Yeah, Sam, he said that they might have to fight in that war. Okay. Doesn't mean anything. There's no evidence he plotted to overthrow the government. He might have said we got to help Trump uh, have Congress hold the election fraud issue accountable. He might have said a lot of things. But while they let Stuart Rhodes rot in prison, as many political prisoners are doing, Cruz is in front of Congress. That's Senator Cruz asking the FBI assistant director how many FBI agents were confidential informants during the January 6th event. I cannot answer that, sir. She goes on and on and on, can't answer anything. So the criminals, ladies and gentlemen, are running around free. Avoiding Ted Cruz and others, uh, not telling the truth, 14,000 hours still of video never released. The videos we have are indicting enough, but of course that goes nowhere. They've been at this investigation for well over a year. Political prisoners rot like Stuart Rhodes and others while the perpetrators on video go free. Ladies and gentlemen, your government has rogue agents that have literally criminalized the whole apparatus. Hour two, we were on Bridie on TV, simulcast on Liberty Roundtable with the good Sheriff Richard Mack. Special guest, special guest whistleblower, 
American hero. Her name is Nurse Erin Walsuski. I, Walsuski, I, I think is how you say her name. Anyway, Nurse Erin's good enough, right? Uh, she wrote a book called Undercover Epicenter. Nurse, how fraud, negligence, and greed led to unnecessary deaths at Elmhurst Hospital. Erin Olsuski is her name. Nurse Erin doing a great job. Sadly, the audio didn't translate to Liberty Roundtable Live very well. Uh, the video is fine, so the archives are at brighteontv.com. And uh, we also talked about Nurse Erin. She's a nurse turned investigative journalist. She has spent the last few months on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic, and she um, was enlisted in the Army when she was 17 years old. So she's got some, uh, you know, cognitive thinking experience. Nurse Aaron leveled her accusations about Elmhurst in a documentary series called Perspectives on the Pandemic. Anyway, it was a great, um, in my opinion, interview with Nurse Aaron. It's available on brighteontv.com. We didn't put up the second hour on Liberty Roundtable because the audio wasn't good enough. Finally, when we came back from that finished on radio, we talked about Mr. Ducey. Peter Ducey asked Joe Biden a question about inflation and its potential political liability in the upcoming midterm elections. So Joe Biden literally calls the guy a stupid son of a bee on the mic. Now, I guess Joe Biden called Ducey and talked about it, and they're at a peaceful place now, supposedly. The problem I have with this is they were repeatedly asking, did Joe Biden apologize? Well, we're in a good place now. Did he apologize? Well, everything's good. Uh, no, Joe didn't apologize. And shame on the president of the United States. He should be apologizing to the American people. What a shame on the president. What a horrible example. Uh, and I'm not here to just attack Joe, but I am here to say, you know what, President Joe Biden, whether you're the legitimate president or not, you need to have respect for people, sir. You're the one that jumped out of the gate saying we're going to have unity at the start of your presidency. Calling somebody a son of a bee doesn't gender unity, my friend. Okay? So let's take a step back, y'all, and let's say nobody should be calling anybody a son of a bee. Now, especially a stupid son of a bee. Okay, don't do that stuff, Joe. Oh, well, you know what? All the liberals are going to say, Donald did it. Donald was bad, too. Donald, he was worse. You're right. And it needs to stop, too. So, Don, Joe, stop it. Behave appropriately. Learn to agree or disagree agreeably. Okay? Learn to be kind and respectful and say, you know what? I just don't agree with Joe. I believe Joe's actions are bordering on criminal activity, if that's what you believe, right? But don't just literally badmouth people and call people names. and It just doesn't help, Joe. You'll never convince me that that helps, okay? Why can't you convince me that that helps? Because it won't. It won't help, all right? So I will tell you what I think is worth focusing on. There's a new article, and it talks about the criminality of Joe. This, I think, is worth talking about. Journalist Peter Schweizer, or Schweizer said on Sunday that the Biden family received around $31 million 
from individuals directly linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Now, we're not going to call people stupid SOBs, but we are going to go ahead and document and work on the truth here. Schweizer discussed how Biden's financial relationship with China started when he became vice president during the Obama administration, and it's alleged that it's continued in his own presidency. See, that's serious, folks, because the mainstream covered it up. The author, Peter Schweizer, has been conducting this for his research for his latest book called Red-Handed. Okay? So we're talking about a new book out called Red-Handed. How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Well, is that criminal activity, ladies and gentlemen? Well, the facts in the book are true. One is a guy by the name of Chi Feng. And Hunter Biden in the Hunter emails refers to him as a, quote, super chairman. That's kind of his nickname for him, and I don't believe in the lobbying anymore. Or I don't believe in the lottery anymore, he says. But I do believe in the super chairman, says Hunter in his emails. Swizer said to Fox News host Mark Levine, Chief Fang's business partner was the vice minister at the Ministry for State Security. He was in charge of, among other things, recruiting for nationals to spy for China. Ooh, this is getting serious. He was the head of something called the Number 8 Bureau. Chief Fang helped secure a $20 million deal along with $5 million to Hunter Biden from a business called Harvest Global. That's according to Schweizer. Harvest Global is an investment firm operating in China, Hong Kong, and the U.S. Not to mention the U.K. and the European Union. The firm was founded in 2008 and manages $121 billion in assets with 300 investment managers. Think about that for a minute. (laughs) 300 Investment managers involved, too. Swizer also discussed the other Chinese officials that the Bidens have allegedly been dealing with, including the daughter of the former head Ministry of State Security in China. So where do we go from here? See, while Joe's calling people stupid SOBs and they're having a big old to-do about that in the media, what about the criminal activity of Joe and Hunter? No one's digging into that, but the very few, right? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Peter Schweizer, journalist. The Biden family received around $31 million from individuals linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. He's writing a book about it. The book is called, quote, Red-Handed, How America Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Uh, they're talking about uh, this whole deal, and they say these guys are working directly with Hunter and Joe. It started when Joe was vice president and continues to Joe's presidency even now. This is the guy working with Joe and Hunter who runs the entire spy apparatus for China. Schweizer believes the Biden family was targeted by the communist Chinese. This is unprecedented. I don't know of a time in American history where the American first family has had this kind of financial bond with a foreign intelligence service. Think about that, right? Particularly a foreign intelligence service that wants to defeat the United States in global competition. Republicans are wimpy. They've accused Biden of being weak towards China throughout his reign as president. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has previously dodged questions on whether Biden will even investigate the origins of the cocoa virus. So you got a situation here where Republicans are calling Joe weak for his dealings with Biden. But here's my problem. Calling somebody weak and saying, bad Joe. Bad Joe. I'm going to flick you on the nose, Joe. Um, if the Republicans don't take action based on Peter Schweitzer's journalistic research, then at some point the Republicans become 
derelict in their duty, negligent to the point where national security is at stake. Look, if red-handed, the book is accurate, how American elites get rich helping China win, and they're literally receiving millions of dollars from individuals linked to the highest level of Chinese intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. That's not just an opinion, right? That's not just an opinion. That's criminal activity. So while Joe's going, hey, you stupid son of a bee, and everybody's going ballistic over it and crazy over it, I think shame on Joe for it. But that's just a sideshow, ladies and gentlemen. That's just a, well, Donald Trump did it and Donald was worse. But they made allegations that Donald had ties to Russia and they spent millions of dollars and worked on it for a couple of years only to come up empty-handed, right? Why don't we do the same kind of an investigation into whacked out Joe and Hunter and use Schweitzer's book or Schweizer's book, whatever, as a kind of a template to say, hey, this book red-handed. Are we really talking about uh, just Democrats? Because the book says red-handed how American elites get rich helping China win. Is it just the Democrats? Is it just Joe and Hunter? Or are Republicans involved as well? Is it the deep state in bed with the communist Chinese tied to the highest levels of, quote, Chinese intelligence? Highest levels of Chinese intelligence, right? What are we talking about here? It's important to understand that, right? Yes, it is. This is serious. Serious discussions about this. And you kind of say, where do we go from here? Well, how do we go about solving this? Do we just let the government look into it? Yeah, kind of like they're looking into um, what? The 9-11 issue, they never did. Oklahoma City bombing, never did. Flight TW-800, never did. Never did, never did. Go on and on and on. Right? That's the problem. Now, your government schools are out of control, folks. And uh, whether it's Joe, and we get misinformation on Joe, Or what? So they're going to tell me that I can't really talk about it. I'm peddling fake news. I'm just telling you about Peter's new book, where the journalist Peter Schweitzer basically says, hey, there's criminal activity going on here. Book's called Red Handed. Am I allowed to tell you about it, or is that bad journalism for me to do that? See? I'm just trying to help Peter get out the work, get out the information. Why don't we dig into it and have an investigation? In fact, why don't we put Joe in jail like we did Stuart Rhodes until we um, think about it more? Joe could be a flight risk, you know. Some of them elites a threat to go to other countries if Joe took office. So Joe might leave because Joe took office, right? Well, Hunter might leave because Joe took office, right? See, all I'm telling you is that what's good for the goose is good for the candor. When are we going to double down? The Republicans saying, oh, Joe's weak on China. And you know what? That's nothing. If these allegations by Peter Schweitzer as a journalist in his book, did Joe Biden receive $31 million and Hunter received, you know, whatever this money from high levels of intelligence in Chinese government, is the book red-handed true where elites, American elites are getting rich help in China win? Is this all true? Because if it is, there's criminal activity that needs to be investigated, folks. Forget Joe Blow running around not wearing a mask. 
Forget the vaccine perversion that Joe's created as a cover-up sideshow. Forget all those things and go after the criminals. But see, how do we go after the criminals in America? That's where most Americans are starting to believe America's broken, right? How do you go after the criminals? What do you do? You call your county sheriff and say, arrest Joe. The sheriff's going, you're crazy. I can't arrest Joe. Yeah, you can. Joe's guilty of great crimes. Well, I don't have any uh, evidence of those crimes, and I don't even really have necessarily probable cause except for a journalist's book. And you arrest him anyway. Call the DA. Get out. What's well, not the right jurisdiction? And then um, frustrated Americans just go crazy, go ballistic, just go, what on earth? we got to rein in this criminal activity. And the American people are right. But the mechanisms for accountability have broken down in America. What you'll have is a Ted Cruz get up there, quiz somebody down in the Senate and go, what about this, what about this, what about this, what about this? All these questions are right as rain. And then all the person in government who's in the deep state swamp that's untouchable is going to do is go, I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. These allegations are false. Well, I did have sex with her. I didn't mean to, but I did. I couldn't help it. Whoops. Uh, Okay. Uh, They're just going to stand up there and go, I don't have any answer to that. I don't know. You know I'm not at liberty to say. I'm not sure. That's all they're going to do. Hillary Clinton, I I don't really remember. I I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I don't know. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. These allegations are false. Well, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I was with. I was with Monica, you know. But she was an adult, so it doesn't count. I can rape adults with impunity. Did you know that? Me and Jeff Epstein, we can do whatever we want to. Hey, don't call my husband that. You're you're a bimbo eruption. And they just go round and round and round and round. And we've seen this forever. Now we have literal allegations by Peter Schweizer in his book. <laughs> that look, Hunter and Joe are in bed with the communist Chinese top intelligence. And we're not going to really even look at that. We're not really going to even dig into that, are we? No, sir. No, sir. We're going to throw Stuart Rhodes in jail and say there was a big insurrection led by Donald on the 6th of January. And we're going to dig into that forever, just like we did the mm, Donald Tide Russia stuff. And in the end, it's going to be very convoluted. And very confusing because we're not going to release the truth. We're going to hold political prisoners in prison and the rest we're going to, well, not really create any accountability for. It's going to, they're just going to skate and walk and see. And then the American people are going to continue to get more and more and more frustrated till we at some point reach a boiling over point where there's no redress of grievances. There's no freedom of speech. There's no freedom to peacefully assemble. There's no freedom of religion. There's no freedom of the press to the point where your First Amendment slaughtered on the altar of political correctness and the culture war. And then your Second Amendment will be railroaded as well and so on and so on. Right? That's what you're experiencing. Your Tenth Amendment is absolutely being destroyed when the FBI and the Justice Department get in bed with the Education Department, uh, the teachers unions, and your local school board and call you a parent who cares about your child a terrorist, a domestic threat to the nation. Right now, your peaceful assembly is destroyed. Your right to redress of grievance is destroyed. Your ability to even express yourself destroyed. Your Tenth Amendment that says the states are autonomous from the general government destroyed. Okay, and we the people are too stupid, too ignorant to do much about it in a meaningful way. You say, Sam, well, what can I do? There's a lot you can do, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is you're going to be willing to do it. Let me give you another example to double down on the point, shall I? There's a service now that's coming out that uses, quote, journalists 
to vet content and to rate news and information sites, it'll now become available to public school students across the country. Yeah. It's going to become available. I'm going to tell you the details of it. You got it. I'll do it in seconds, okay? Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. We the people better get a handle on things. You got to have morality in the people, and you better care about government. You can't leave liberty to somebody else and preserve it, folks. You got to get involved, okay? Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. United States Coast Guard is dealing with a suspected human smuggling venture out of the Bahamas. The Coast Guard was searching throughout the night for 39 people whose boat sank off of Florida's coast about 45 miles east of Fort Pierce. That's north of West Palm Beach. The latest accident follows another ill-fated crossing last week when 32 people whose boat capsized west of Bemimi were rescued. Russian television goes propaganda. NATO is scrambling to strengthen its eastern flank. Western governments have warned of crippling economic sanctions if Russia invades Ukraine. Well over 100,000 Russian troops are now massed at their border with Ukraine. Russian state television claims what threat last night and adds Western panic is fueling the tensions by arming the Ukraine. White House spokesperson Jen Psaki from the lectern. Our preferred path is diplomacy, and we can't predict where the mind of President Putin is. We've certainly seen aggressive actions and preparations increasing at the border. USA Radio News. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, give me that expenses. For Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. We're a couple of accountants short. He needs whip-smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, uh, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. President Biden meets with private sector CEOs to discuss the ways Build Back Better agenda will grow the economy and make the U.S. more competitive. The meeting will take place at the state dining room. Later today, Biden will sign an executive order to make sexual harassment an offense in the Uniform Code of Military Justice and to strengthen the military's response to domestic violence and the wrongful broadcast or distribution of intimate visual images. A majority of Americans are choosing not to get the COVID-19 booster shot. The CDC reports 40% of fully vaccinated Americans have received a booster dose. The average number of booster shots dispensed per day in the U.S. has plummeted from a peak of 1 million in early December. It fell to about 490,000 as of last week. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. My name is Lance Pry, and we are USA Radio News.
All right, the details start now. <clears throat> the American Federation of Teachers, they call it AFT, the American Federation of Teachers. It's the U.S. Uh, U.S.'s second largest teachers union is rolling out a nationwide partnership with a, quote, news literacy tool called NewsGuard. And the goal is to protect and to champion legitimate journalism, not to mention fact-based reporting. You feel good about that? Yeah, in an effort to help educators and their students navigate a sea of online disinformation. That's according to a January 25th press release. The agreement will provide licenses uh, for, I guess, ATF's 1.7 million members. So you got 1.7 million members of the second largest teachers union in the United States. And they say so that tens of millions of public school system students can access its services through a license copy of the software called NewsGuard. It's a browser extension. Okay? NewsGuard, they say, is a service run by, quote, trained journalists. They got rates and reviews to fight news misinformation. They also want to teach media literacy, according to its website. Are you comfortable with all this? I'm certainly not. Its goal, they say, with the partnership is to help students and teachers filter for quality content, fighting misinformation and disinformation, since students frequently rely on the Internet with help for schoolwork. All right. Now, they say, based on its, quote, nine criteria, of journalistic practice, each online site gets a, quote, overall rating of green, generally trustworthy, or red, generally not trustworthy. A trust score of zero to 100 points and a, quote, detailed nutrition label, if you will, explaining who is behind the site what kind of content it publishes, and why it received its rating with specific examples of many trust issues that our team has found, NewsGuard explains. We're trying to constantly help our students, our middle, high school, and post-secondary students, to separate fact from fiction as we help them develop their critical thinking and analytic skills. The president said in a press release, she praised the partnership and NewsGuard's services as a, quote, beacon of clarity to expose the, quote, dark depths of the Internet. That's according to the press release as well. For years... Educators have fought battles 
against suspect sources. And students are often misled by what they call dubious outlets and spam sites posing as news. So NewsGuard, they say, offers a practical solution to help people deal with those sites while at the same time providing a valuable lesson in media literacy. Yeah, sadly, the fourth estate, meaning the people, right, is in danger of being poisoned by a torrent of trash, she says. NewsGuard reminds us of the importance of an independent press. So now they're literally appealing for their agenda on this to the importance of an independent press that students can rely on to form their own views and opinions so they can participate as active citizens in our democracy, they go on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just literally criminal. All right? So you've got this new service now rolling out. Now listen, the American Federation of Teachers, AFT, that's the U.S.'s, Second largest teachers union is rolling out a nationwide partnership with a news literacy tool called NewsGuard to protect and champion legitimate journalism and fact-based reporting. Now, here's the problem with all this. The teachers unions, ladies and gentlemen, are the ones who were in bed with the FBI, the Justice Department, the teachers unions, They were all in bed with your local school boards to call you, parents, domestic terrorists. And now they're going to launch a news site based on accuracy. And millions of students, thousands of teachers, will be using this NewsGuard system as their bellwether, if you will. Right? What do you think of this, folks? To me, this is absolutely beyond the pale crazy. We cannot let this happen. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. They're literally now, after the unions are calling parents domestic terrorist threats, the American Federation of Teachers is literally partnering with a group called NewsGuard To literally, uh, in my opinion, lie to you and manipulate the news even further than we've already got. I mean, it's hard to even comprehend, right? Amen to that. All right, Ron, or yeah, Ron Paul always gives a report weekly. We don't always play it. We get to it as often as we can. I wish we could get to it more often. But Cameron's going to dial up the uh, Ron Paul news report here. uh, And we're going to play this real quick, hopefully, uh, before the next break. Uh, So here comes the Ron Paul weekly report. He puts it out on the phone line. It's also a podcast. Hello, this is Ron Paul with your weekly update for Monday, January 24th. America's most dangerous unknown man. The U.S. Senate will soon vote on Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's nomination to a second term. One of the senators opposing Powell is Elizabeth Warren. 
I don't often agree with Senator Warren, but I do agree with her assessment that POW is dangerous. However, Warren actually doesn't understand what makes POW, or any Fed chairman, intrinsically dangerous to liberty and prosperity. Warren thinks POW is dangerous because she thinks he will not be supportive of enough imposing her desired new regulations on banks and other financial institutions. Senator Warren, like most progressives, cling to a fantastical notion that regulations benefit workers, consumers, and small businesses. The truth is most regulations benefit large corporations by imposing costs that big businesses can easily absorb but that their smaller competitors cannot. Powell is a threat to the American people under his tenure. The Fed has kept interest rates at or near zero. The Fed's balance sheet has grown to over $8 trillion. This has caused prices to climb at a rate America has not seen in several decades. At his nomination hearing before the Senate Banking Committee, Powell reiterated the Fed's intention to fight inflation by reducing its monthly $120 billion purchases of Treasury and mortgage-backed security. Powell also stated that the Fed is planning to increase interest rates this year. However, even if the Fed follows through on this, interest rates will remain at historically low levels. Powell, like Elizabeth Warren and other progressives, dangerously believe that the Fed should go woke. However, Powell is still not woke enough for progressives who lobbied President Joe Biden to replace Powell with Fed board member Brannert, the biggest supporter of Elizabeth Warren-style regulations on the Fed board. Brannert is more committed than Powell to using monetary and regulatory policies to advance the whole woke agenda. President Biden did end up the nominee Nadine Brannard to become vice chairman at the Fed. A Powell-Brainerd Fed would likely use social and climate justice as a justification for expanding the Fed's easy money policies. President Biden has recently nominated Sarah Raskin to the Fed board, who also has advocated for the Fed to use its power to fight climate change. A central bank. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> There's the Ron Paul report. Bottom line is, Federal Reserve is a disaster, folks. The stock market's a tanking. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy, and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this Ron Paul report, and we didn't have time to finish it, sorry. Uh, But really, Ron Paul has been talking about the Federal Reserve for decades. He's written books on it. He's written about uh, monetary policy. He sat on monetary monetary policy boards when he was in Congress for a long time. Uh, He's put together legislation to abolish the Federal Reserve and audit the Federal Reserve over and over and over, and I commend him for his relentless pursuing the truth steady efforts on this topic. Good for Ron Paul. Uh, But I'm going to culminate this and many other reports with the following statements because he's given several different updates on this lately. They're all just as good. They're all incredible. I'm telling you, he's right as rain. Ron Paul, quote, forget the Russians. It's the Federal Reserve. Yeah, you got to think about that. Forget the Russians. It's the Federal Reserve. Amen to that reality check. Uh, Then he says this. Whether it's the mainstream media, the CIA, the FBI, or now the Federal Reserve, more and more Americans are waking up to the reality, to the fact that there is a deep state in America and its interests have nothing to do with American liberty. And I think that's really the poignant takeaway from uh, his columns. He's talking about the Federal Reserve abuses right now. All right, but Americans are realizing the Fed needs to simply get out of the business of monetary policy, ladies and gentlemen. That's the bottom line. Okay, they're destroying our economy. Now, the stock market's melting down right now, as you know, too, right? Uh, And I want to highlight something about the stock market that you ought to know, folks, right? That you really need to know this. Um, I'm trying to think how to to, to explain this. So the stock market's been tanking, right? Uh, And it's because the Fed is threatening to raise interest rates and everything else. The stock market's down. So uh, I'm trying to figure out my days. This is why I'm hesitating a little bit. On Monday, the stock market literally tanked like a 1,000 points. Okay. And what happened was that the stocks went down about a 1,000 points on Monday. 
but believe it or not, than the Plunge Protection Team. Have you heard of that before? I learned about this from Chuck Harder and, and, and Jerry Hughes and others back in the early days of radio when I was just getting started. And they were talking about this government-driven plunge protection team. It's real. And so when the stock market tanks like that, they have controls that stop trading digitally. But they also have a plunge protection team with a boatload of money. Again, they have plenty of money because of the Federal Reserve, right? And then what they do is they start buying, 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 and then they stabilize and make the market rise back to where, hey, Monday was up 100 points, which sends a message of, yeah, it kind of went through a blip, but we're okay, right? But the reality is that all they did was stop the sell-off. Then what they do is they wait till the people in the market have less panic. Oh, wow, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the stock market's fine. It was up. I mean, it took a quick hit early Monday, a 1,000-point drop, but... At the end of the day, it ended up 100 points, and we're okay. And so they literally create this dishonest view of the truth of the marketplace. That's what we're dealing with. Now, some people believe stocks are down because of a, quote, triple whammy. All right. Why it all plunged, why it's all down is the triple whammy. You got the economy concerns on the roller coaster. People are saying, why is the stock market down today? They say bond yields, the 10-year U.S. Treasury. But you know what? Nobody cares about any of that. Let me tell you why the stock market's falling and why there's volatility, okay? The stock market's down because people realize inflation is unsustainable. All right? People realize that, hey, nobody can handle this inflation. They say that, well, you know, um, Sam, the inflation is bad, but it's not as bad as you think. And my response is, when it relates to cars and houses and all these things, it matters. Okay? So I submit to you that one of the biggest reasons the stock market's down is because of this volatility. Okay? It's a triple whammy. The first one is, like I mentioned, inflation and stagflation. That's one reason. Inflation and stagflation. They're both kind of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, sister abusers. Okay? They abuse the economy and abuse us like sisters. You get inflation, then stagflation supplements or partners with or whatever you want to call it, inflation, Okay? And you say, Sam, those words are all confusing to me. Just understand that your money buys less, right? And when your money buys less, then you don't invest in the market as much or spend as much money in society and in the economy. And if you don't spend as much money in the economy, then stagflation takes over. What does that mean? Well, the supply and demand of goods and services are messed up, and then you got a problem. Well, anyway, I digress. So you got a triple whammy in the stock market. Why is it down? Number one, I say this inflation. And the threat of the interest rates rising is another. Because the Fed hasn't raised interest rates yet. They're just threatening it. Right? Fed threatens increase in interest rates, right? So that's number two. 
Number three is this, what, Ukraine-Russian uh, war? That's the third one. People are going, wait a minute. You got inflation that's out of control, and, well, we got threats by this monetary manipulator that it's going to get way, way worse. Because if you start raising interest rates, uh, now inflation and stagflation will be brutal. Are we facing a stock market crash, you ask? I don't think so. I don't think they're ready for the stock market to crash. Are they ready to fleece a few people from their money? Oh, yeah, they always do. Uh, They'll have a big old drop. People will panic and sell off, and then they'll, you know what, carp up all the gains and use it to their advantage. They always do that, right? But I don't believe the big crash is coming. Not yet. I believe there will be one. I just don't believe it's short term. All right, but anyway, the stock market's down for those three reasons, in my opinion. That's the twip, triple whammy. You've got the Fed threatening to make money harder to get, higher interest rates, harder to borrow, more expensive to pay back. That threat, along with real inflation and stagflation, along with the threat of or the possibility, or maybe I should say probability, of war, That's why the stock market's going crazy. And to add insult to injury, ladies and gentlemen, what are they doing, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. They are literally playing games with war. All right, we don't need to be in a war with Russia or China. Right? We don't need to be in a Russia with a war with Russia and China and the Ukraine. And you say, what are you talking about, Sam, China? Well, if you got Ukraine-Russia tensions, U.S. steps up effort to counter Russia-Ukraine threats. Why are we involved? All right. They said Donald was in bed with Russia. But the U.S. orders 8,500 troops to be on heightened alert. You think that's going to affect the stock market, ladies and gentlemen? Threats of war? Right? That's the problem here. U.S. steps up efforts to counter Russia's Ukraine threats. But then the headline, Russia-Ukraine? U.S. orders 8,500 troops to be on heightened alert. So it's one thing for the Russians and the Chinese. I'm sorry, the Russians and the Ukrainians to talk about war. But now we're talking about being right in the middle of it. Okay? They say Russian crisis, uh, Ukraine crisis, already paying dividends for Putin. Yeah. First off, hey, the state-controlled media in Russia, they've portrayed Ukraine as being the threat as Russia has no other chance or choice but deploy troops to retaliate. That's not the truth. But it's also not the Ukrainian truth. It's also not the Biden truth. You're being lied to all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. Ukraine says Russian invasion is not imminent, but the Joes putting these troops in place. Hey, get ready to go. Be on heightened alert. 
So is it obvious to you, ladies and gentlemen, why the stock market's in turmoil? To me, it's very obvious. You do have a triple whammy threat. No doubt about it. Let's not pretend we don't. Right? Let's not pretend, ladies and gentlemen. All right? Let's be honest with ourselves. You're not going to have a stable economy in America when we're flirting with Russia, the Ukraine, taking big money from communist China, who's not our friend. See, while they claimed that Donald was in bed with the Russians with no evidence, now we're going to get in the middle of the Russian-Ukraine argument? Is that a way to defocus the discussions about Joe and communist China? See what I mean? We got a serious, serious discussion to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. All right? You've got a big problem. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't think we're going to have a massive stock market crash. I don't think it's meltdown time yet. Because they know that if the meltdown happens right now as the midterm elections approach, they know full well it won't go well. So whatever they're going to do, they're going to try to hold off or stabilize the economy the best they can to at least after the two-year election in hopes that they can survive this thing. If the economy tanks, then it will be the economy stupid, 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 right? So understand this reality, but there's a threat going on, and it's a triple whammy on the stock market. There's no doubt about it right now. But as I mentioned to you, you know what they're doing? They're manipulating gold and silver, too, so you don't believe that there's a real run on the money. Well, anyway, I'll talk about this plunge protection team uh, next hour, Uh, and I'll talk about how I believe all this stock market turmoil and the threat of war and everything else is a cover-up for Joe. All right, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word and tell the tale. Join the truth tellers, would you please? God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. This is the broadcast for January the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. The goal to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country, to reject all paths of destruction for the greatest country on the face of the earth, to return us to morality and the people, to God, family, and country, to return us to the principles that made America great. In short, as Dr. Bradley, our Monday, Friday, second hour co-host, wisely says, to preserve the nation. 
Got to get it done. Got to work hard. Got to fight, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Last hour, quickly, we talked about uh, basically three main stories. Journalist Peter Schweischer has a new book out called Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. The Biden family received around $31 million, ladies and gentlemen, from individuals linked directly to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. Yeah, so while Biden's in bed with the Chinese, they mocked Donald for being in bed with the Russians, but it's not true. The American Federation of Teachers is the second largest teachers union, is rolling out a nationwide partnership to use what's called a news literacy tool called NewsGuard. What's the goal? To protect and champion legitimate journalism and fact-based reporting. So imagine the teachers union that called parents domestic terrorists in bed with government, in bed with the media, in bed with, quote, fact-checkers to literally roll out to teachers and students across the country their tell-the-truth literacy journalistic tool to make sure that, well, they vet the good guys from the bad guys, they claim. But you know what? Uh, They're going to tell you that I'm a bad guy because I peddle conspiracy, right? So then we finished uh, talking about the stock market. Ron Paul, quote, forget the Russians. It's the Federal Reserve, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's the mainstream media, the CIA, the FBI, or now the Federal Reserve. More and more Americans are starting to understand and waking up to the fact that there is a deep state in America and it has nothing to do uh, with promoting or protecting liberty. Their interests are not aligned with liberty at all. The Federal Reserve needs to simply get out of the business of monetary policy. We talked about that. And that's why the stock market's tanking, ladies and gentlemen. Three main reasons. Stock market crash, you ask? I call it a triple whammy that explains why stocks are down sharply, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Inflation. Stagflation. That's one. The Fed... uh, To increase interest rates... Right, And the threat of war. That's right. All that is what's making the stock market go crazy, folks. The U.S. steps up efforts to counter Russia's, quote, Ukraine threats. Russia, Ukraine, U.S. orders 8,500 troops to be on, quote, heightened alert, right? Think about that. Anyway, that's hour one of of today's broadcast. Why do I highlight that? Because it relates to what I'm talking about now. There's an incredible article uh, that breaks down this reality check, ladies and gentlemen. And it's written by James Corbett of the Corbett Report. You remember our buddy James? He's the one that did the in detail expose chronicling uh, how the government took over and got in bed with big tech. The internet was literally created by big tech in bed with universities, in bed with your Pentagon, your government, your CIA, okay? And you've got this trifecta of control, and they rolled it all out with the design. We think it's free and decentralized, and it ain't. They're lying to you. 
It's all controlled, ladies and gentlemen, by design. Anyway, James Corbett was the guy that broke that down uh, in great detail in a huge article and in a video presentation uh, that really is the definitive. I mean, it talks about back in the 50s and 60s, before even the military was involved in the Internet, if you will, this stuff was being planned and prepared and over a 70, 80-year period, uh, this whole thing unraveled on us all in the last 40 years being the most abusive. Well, anyway, I digress, except I want to give you an idea that the James Corbett report is for real, and it digs in. It digs deep and does a phenomenal job. Anyway, so James Corbett now has an article and, and called this, Another Conspiracy Confirmed. Think about that. Another Conspiracy Confirmed, How the Plunge Protection Team, which I referred to last hour, rigs the markets. James Corbett, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I learned about this from Chuck Harder and Jerry Hughes literally in the 90s. And this article was released by James literally almost, well, two and a half years ago. August 31st. 2019. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put the date on this uh, news so you guys know. He says this. As I pointed out in this week's propaganda watch video, the stock market is often portrayed in the financial media as a, quote, magical crystal ball that can predict the future and scene of the hearts and minds of men. We are routinely told that it shows us the resilience of consumers, for example, or that it can predict the next economic cataclysm, or that we can pour over it like an x-ray to review or to reveal the true health of the economy. And as I also pointed out in that video, James Corbett continues, and in much of my other work over the past several years, this, quote, perception of the market is a bunch of hooey, as we all know or should know. He's right as rain. By now, this central bank, Federal Reserve, created phony Maloney, reality inversion bubble that the markets are revealing to us is just that. A bubble, more precisely, it's a bubble that has been 93% filled with paper and promises from the Federal Reserve. Hopium is what they're calling it. But what if I were to tell you that there was another mechanism by which the markets are manipulated, a mechanism wielded by a cabal of men, one that is admittedly and on the record empowered by POTUS, the president, to prop up the markets whenever they start flagging. Does that sound like conspiracy theory? Well, it's not. It's just another humdum conspiracy fact, James says. This cabal of four is known colloquially as the Plunge Protection Team. And it's been on the books since 1988, writes Corbett. Yeah, you can find out all about the shadowy working group on financial markets and its miraculous market manipulations in this week's of the Corbett Report.
I'm just telling you, James does a great job. Right? I'm just saying this is good stuff. It really digs in and tells you the truth. Uh, let's see if I can get the... Yeah, I got to get that date written down. Good. All right. He says, also, don't miss this month's subscriber, non-exclusive CO video, the Media Monarchy Kingdom. Anyway, the rest of the uh, details is restricted. You got to pay for the Corbett report. But I'm telling you, it's incredible. He documents this in detail. And I learned about the plunge protection team. Whenever the stock market would go down massively, like a big old tank, they would admit on the media to controls. They'd be like, hey, the uh, trip stopped and the, and, the, and the trading has stopped or whatever because it's plunging. But they didn't tell you about the plunge protection team. And the plunge protection team in the mainstream press is just a group of working people that, that make recommendations in the economic markets and such like that. They're good guys. They just make these recommendations of how to deal with things. But when you really dig into who the plunge protection team is, often on the surface it sounds legitimate, sounds free market, sounds appropriate, sounds legitimate, right? But when you dig in, you go, what? That's right. What is the right word? Because you find out that literally the Federal Reserve uh, is using this uh, plunge protection team to rig the markets, ladies and gentlemen. That's the deal. And it's sad. But that's what goes on. This manipulative team literally puts money into the markets. So when the stock market went down Monday like a 1,000 points, there's no way, ladies and gentlemen, for you to believe all of a sudden everybody got their common sense about them and went, oh, golly, this sell-off is bad. I better buy. No, they didn't do that at all, ladies and gentlemen. Once the panic starts... People don't just come to their senses and come to their heads. Mob mentality takes over for the most part. People go, whoa, we better keep selling. Call your friends. Tell them to sell, too. The panic set in. But the plunge protection team takes Federal Reserve fake dishonest money because they have unlimited ability to create it, right? And they literally invest in the market and start buying back, buying back, buying back. And when the, they buy enough, then the stock market at the end of Monday is up by 100 points instead of down by 1,000 points. Everybody goes, hmm, maybe there's not a real sell-off. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman. Talking about finance, talking about reality, talking about the stock market tanking. So not only did it tank on uh, Monday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, over a thousand points, then miraculously it was up a hundred points. That seems like voodoo, like magic if you don't understand what they're doing. But when you learn about the plunge protection team, you go, oh, they got a bunch of investors armed with Federal Reserve unlimited money to simply rescue the markets. When everybody else is in a panic and the sell-off and everything else, they buy, 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 buy. Then when the market's up 100 points, then the average Joe goes, oh, why did I sell all that? Man, I better get back into the market. And they do. They replace the panic and fear and reality of sell-offs with a manipulated, well, we're going to prop up the market. Plunge protection team. Anyway, it is sinister, ladies and gentlemen. Well, then the stock market goes down on Tuesday, a chunk too, right? So sometimes it's very hard for them to get a handle on it. Sometimes they have to go deep into the fiat money to make that happen. Deep into the manipulation of the markets to make that occur. But sadly, while that's going on, you and I have other issues to wrestle with besides the stock market. Your 401ks in jeopardy, whatever the stock market goes crazy like that, right? But now the IRS will soon require taxpayers to submit a scan of their face in order to access certain features and tax records ladies and gentlemen they say the change first reported on by Krebs on security uh, it'll force users to sign into the IRS website through an account with a third-party firm ID.me and provide a, quote, government identification document along with your photo, along with a selfie, to verify your identity. That's according to the IRS website, ladies and gentlemen. So the stock market's tanking while the Federal Reserve's manipulating stuff, while Joe Biden is committing criminal activity everywhere he goes. You... You're going to have to give up more of your personal information. Now, here's why it's a problem, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Here's why it's a problem. Most people say, well, Sam, if you're not doing anything wrong, 
then what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about, number one, the government having that much control because if they require me for a selfie and put my face on file and do all this other stuff, I don't know if you know, but there was a data breach for taxpayers by the IRS. Did you know that? The IRS got hacked and 104,000 taxpayers were impacted. That already happened. Right? The IRS was hacked. Was your data stolen? Think about that. IRS hacked, thieves steal personal information of 104,000 people. IRS hacked. Was your data stolen? Think about that, folks. So, IRS hacked. Steve Steele, 104,000 people's information. Here's the question. Was your data stolen? Oh, yeah, there's a website you can go and find out. But see, if they put your photos online, your, quote, selfie, if you will. Okay, are you okay with this? I'm not. I'm not okay with this at all, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because if they require me to submit a scan of my face, a selfie, or a video, or whatever, and they store that information, and then they get hacked again, we know it already happened, so don't tell me that it can't happen, Right? What do you say to that now then? If they've already been hacked and now they want to collect more data on you and they want me to willingly put it online with a third party. Huh? This is serious, folks. This is not a joke. Where do we go from here with that? I don't know. I just know that it's not cool at all. The IRS is hacked. Steve Steele, thieves steal personal information. 104,000 Americans. Well, Katie Pavlik wrote an article that appeared on Town Hall. A scandal is brewing at the IRS. Right? <laughs> Source Associated Press, ladies and gentlemen, Susan Walsh. What? Yeah. They say a scandal's brewing at the IRS after confidential tax information belonging to hundreds of Americans who happen to be some of the richest in the country has been released and published. Yeah, ProPublica has obtained a mass treasure trove of data on the tax returns of thousands of the nation's most wealthy people covering more than 15 years. The data provides an unprecedented look inside the financial lives of America's titans, including Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Rupert Murdoch, and Mark Zuckerberg, to name a few. It shows not only their income and their taxes, but their investments, their stock trades, their gambling winnings, and even the results of audits. 
I don't even know how to respond to that. They say tax information is one of the most zealously guarded secrets in the federal government, but ProPublica had decided to reveal individual tax information of some of the wealthiest Americans. Why? Because it's only by seeing specifics that the public can understand the realities of the, quote, country's tax system. It's illegal, ladies and gentlemen, for the IRS to expose information like this. (laughs) How do we respond to this, ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you? It's illegal for the IRS to expose confidential tax information to the public. Right? But now they've got a big old scandal. They've got these leaks, more than one, 104,000 Americans in one reality, and now uh, these certain Americans in another. All right? But what appropriate... What appropriate actions can be taken against this illegal activity? The answer is nothing. All we're doing is say the government can gather more information. In this case, they say we don't know how ProPublica got the information, but it was either leaked or hacked. The timing is also suspicious, given the reality that Joe Biden is trying to get Democrats in Capitol Hill on board with new tax hikes. This is a huge article. Uh, the Associated Press doubles down on it. Townhall.com, a division of Salem Media, uh, also broke this down. Right? What do you think of all that, folks? I think it just spells dishonesty everywhere in government. That's kind of my problem with this whole thing is that, you know what? Whenever we have something horrible happen in government, they use that to just double down. I'll give you an example. George W. Bush was spying on everybody, right? And when we called a halt to his spying and found out about it, we said, wait a minute, George, you can't spy on everybody. He says, don't worry. I'm only spying on the terrorist overseas. And then later we got more information that no... Truth is that George was spying on everybody, and we didn't get George in trouble at all. All we did was eventually give George Bush authority via Congress to continue and abuse us. So then it turned out that, well, no, we were spying on everybody, I guess. Sorry. And we gave George carte blanche ability through Homeland Security, the new Republican-created government entity uh, through not only the Department of Homeland Security, but through um, the Patriot Act. We did all these things, right? Well, now the same thing's true. You got the IRS, criminal as it already is, literally gathering information on you. By law, it's illegal for them to leak or have any of this information um, released based on the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And then they get hacked and or whatever. So in one case, they get hacked with 104,000 Americans' information getting hacked. Then in the other case, either intentionally leaked by insiders or hacked again. We don't know. The most wealthy Americans. And now they want to gather more information on you and I. Liberty Roundtable Live.
Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The San Jose City Council voted Tuesday night to adopt a first-in-the-nation ordinance requiring most gun owners to pay a fee and carry liability insurance. Lawmakers claim it will reduce the risk of gun harm by incentivizing safe behavior and to ease taxpayers of the financial burden of gun violence. Dozens of illegal immigrants are getting a free pass into America thanks to the Biden administration. Reports are coming in our government in unmarked buildings and buses are processing and redistributing single male immigrants in Brownsville, Texas. That's a violation of Title 42. At the airport, some of the immigrants claim to be going to Atlanta, Houston, and Miami. White House spokesperson Jen Psaki. We continue to be under Title 42. We have a stringent uh, protocols, and we are still in a global pandemic, and includes uh, those who are, do not show up will be subject to the repercussions of that. USA Radio News. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, like the buy one, get one free special on Giza Dream Sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. Call 1-800-951-8175 or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA. Children, Families, and Discrimination. A settlement has been reached in Michigan. The settlement comes months after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled for a Catholic charity in a similar case. The State Department of Health and Human Services said Tuesday the high court's ruling against Philadelphia is binding on the state and limits its ability to enforce a non-discrimination policy. Michigan, like most states, contracts with private agencies to place children with new families. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. The second cop shot in Harlem died Tuesday after remaining on life support so his organs could be recovered to help others live. Some lucky person got a hero's heart today. That's a statement from a Manhattan cop. After Officer Wilbert Mora died of his injuries from an ambush in New York City last Friday. His partner, Jason Rivera, died at the scene of the domestic violence call for help. Mayor Eric Adams used the shooting as why a gun crackdown is needed in the Big Apple. USA Radio News. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Hopefully I'm not too boring for you, but I'm telling you right now, story after story, a scandal is brewing at the IRS. Katie Pavlik, townhall.com. Yes, some of the richest Americans had their tax information leaked. Yeah, it's illegal for the IRS uh, to share information. But the IRS got hacked in another article, Thieves Steal. Uh, personal information of over 104,000 Americans. So are you safe? <laughs> are you okay? Uh, what about you? 
Was your data stolen? Uh, yeah, that's a serious question. But ladies and gentlemen, how much does the average American even make? Ivy League students uh, at Wharton University and others think it's six figures, writes USA Today. You know how much the average American makes, Cameron? You can't hear his response, but I'll tell you what he says. What do you think, Cameron? What does the average American make? Do you even know? The average worker in America. Guess. Can you you want to guess? No guesses. All right, on Wednesday, a professor tweeted that 25% of her students believe the average American salary was over six figures. One of them, she said in her tweet, believed that it was over 800000 Dollars. Oh, you can't cheat now. That's not right either, by the way. Because, again, we got to use terms and words and stuff like that, Cameron. Are we talking about the average worker or the median worker? Are we talking about the average household or the median household? Or what are we talking about, right? The average American worker makes about $51,400. That's according to the labor statistics data. And about 30.7% of households made over a hundred grand. But remember, that's now households. That's what I'm talking about. You got to be very careful with words because things change. Anyway, the tweet by this professor ended up going viral, reaching over a hundred thousand likes and got nearly 20,000 retreats by the afternoon. Author of the tweet, Professor Nina Strominger, teaches legal studies and business ethics at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. I guess it's ranked as the number two business school in the nation. By U.S. News and World Report, they say. Uh, she points out on Twitter that the lopsided answer by students is not unique. In fact, many people in America underestimate the amount people make or the to the degree wealth inequality exists. Basically, Duke University and others reported on this as well. They got a 2011 joint study by Harvard Business School and Duke University. Uh, researchers back in 2011 published this perspective on psychological science. Respondents were asked if they would go ahead and map out what they believe the current wealth distribution in America really was. Their estimates were far off from the average reality in terms of distribution of wealth and money. Respondents believing that the wealthiest 20% of America held about only 59% of the wealth. When the actual or the reality, it's closer to 84% of the wealth. The debate is what is the average American? 
often income is measured by the total per household, as I mentioned. And uh, some people might work part-time or take time off. In the simplest sense, if your median household income for 2020 was 50000 to 135000 you are considered middle class or average. That's according to Pew researchers. They say this kind of estimate is typically calculated by taking two-thirds of the median household income for the lower and then they say anyway they have all this thing they bound it and then they double it and for the upper bound and they you know anyway it's a big old long story but michelle wrote this piece for usa today and it turns out the average worker in america makes fifty one thousand four hundred and eighty dollars Okay, and we got to be careful because um, I think Cameron's right. The average household makes more than that in America. But the average worker makes $51,000. And most of the time they're doing the median or instead of the average. What's the difference? Average, you total everything up and divide by the number entered, right? Uh, median is, well, let's just take a graph and let's see what the high and the low is and where's the actual middle, right? That's different from the average. Okay, and then when you go to household versus individual, is there a difference between a worker and a taxpayer? Uh, what is a worker? Uh, so it's very, these discussions, uh, in my mind, ladies and gentlemen, are a little bit, what's the word I want to use for it? Uh, they're a little bit um, deceiving, if you will, or confusing. Both might be the real reality of this, right? Deceiving and confusing. Deceiving because it all depends on what word we use. Confusing because, you know, people often are really trying to get to the bottom of the real numbers for things. But it's very hard. For example, what if I work full time and I make 60 grand? I'm above the average, right? But then I get sick from COVID and I work part time for three years and I make 30 grand. It's the same wage, but half the hours put in. Now what's my number? If I got 60 grand for year one, 30 grand for year two and year three, it's 120 grand. You divide that by the three years now, and I'm only at forty grand a year. I'm way below. By golly, the average Joe gets paid $11,400 more than I do. But then I go back to work for the fourth year, and I get seventy grand because I get a better job. Now what? 60, 30, 30, 70, 130, uh, 190 grand divided by four years. What are we at now? See? 50 grand a year again? No, not quite. See what I mean? So you got to be very careful because the numbers can be very deceiving. But make no mistake that the average risk person, uh, the top, what, 10% of society or whatever, literally makes millions of dollars. The top 1%, 2% billionaires. The rest of us, okay, so you really need to take out, in my opinion, the top 1% maybe and the bottom one or two, you know, top one, two, three, bottom one, two, three percent, because they're skewing the numbers big time. You throw a Bill Gates, a Warren Buffett, um, and some of these rich people in there, Elon Musk, uh, whatever, now the numbers are way skewed high, but then you throw in a, a lot of the lower people in terms of, hey, there's a lot of people in the lowest percentages. 
And now the numbers are really skewed. It, it, the average, it'll change because the greater number of the people in the smaller categories. Now, if you do the median, you got So it's very difficult to understand what is the average American? What's the average worker? How does this work? And so USA Today and others throw out these interesting statements where they're like, how much does the average American make? These Ivy League students think it's six figures. USA Today. But the average worker really makes about $51,000 is all. Wow. And, you know, no offense, but $51,000 is a lot of money if you're single. $51,000 is a lot of money if you're just a couple. If you just get married and you're starting out, you're doing okay. You're not rich, but you're surviving. Because if you and your wife both work, because nowadays because of taxes, you have to. If the average American makes fifty-one grand, you are making $102,000. But you say, Sam, the average starting out student's not the average. You're right. But I bring this up just because, see, that's how you applying it to reality and applying it to people's lives is a different discussion, folks. That's the point that I'm getting at. I mean, I appreciate them whipping out these figures. Oh, ain't that neat to know the average American. But take another example. What if you're not single? What if you have eight children like I do? Or 12 children, for that matter. Now how much money do you got to make to even do okay? It's a struggle to live on fifty, sixty thousand dollars uh, in that reality, isn't it? But you know what? And this is the takeaway. There are so many honorable people doing just that. In my opinion, those are the American heroes. All right, hang tight. Final segment in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest 
I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio talking about the average American makes how much money? About $51,000, you know. And uh, you know what? That's really hard when the government takes literally 50, 60% of your money and rent's going out of control and inflation and deflation and stagflation and everything else is happening everywhere around you and Federal Reserve's threatening to raise interest rates and Joe's trying to get us into a war and wow, man. Right? Scandal is brewing at the IRS. All right, let's talk about something fun for a minute, shall we? Headline says, Wheels. The little roadster that leaves a smile. Jim Montevalli writes the piece for the New York Times, okay? Auto industry people have a special interest and affection for Mazda's petite and affordable roadster. M. Emmy Hall, she's an auto journalist, loves to go off-roading, and she also loves Buddy, her 2001 Mazda MX Miata 5 sports car. Normally, these loves would be star-crossed, but not in Miss Hall's case. The Miata, one of two vehicles she owns, is happiest away from the pavement. Have you heard about this vehicle, Cam? It's lifted to give the normally slow roadster... um, 10 inches of ground clearance. It has a beefed-up radiator to deal with the hot days on the trail. A skid plate to protect the vulnerable undercarriage. Uh, rally lights. A skimpy, what they call bikini top, for sun protection. And a huge 27-inch tires on this baby. Despite the stock 1.8-liter engine producing a modest 142 horsepower, it can and does get airborne, man. This thing's rowdy. Okay? Buddy has more than 130 miles on the odometer. Miss Hall's day job includes racing in events like the Baja 1000 and the MIT 400, as well as the, I, I guess they call it the Rebel and Gazelle rallies okay so she just participates in all these crazy things man then she writes about her experience in places like cnet roadshow and others okay taking buddy off the beaten path even if it results in broken axles is what she does for fun man miss hall who lives in california is one of a selected large group of auto industry enthusiasts. And they call them people, executives, analysts, and journalists who haven't driven everything else already love these Mazda Miatas, okay? The little cars combine 
Uh, affordability with clever engineering. Dependability and driving fun, they say. Even at low speeds. Now, Miata, values have been rising, especially for the, quote, not model years, they say. Um, I guess they're a generation of model years, 1990 to 1998, that were hardly Miata, quote, Porsche territory. They say this thing uh, costs like twenty nine grand now for one of these. She says everybody loves Buddy when they see it. I go for gas and I go in to get a drink or whatever. People leave notes on my car. Miatas are simple. Even the new ones, she says, there's not a lot to interfere with your driving. You say, Sam, why did you go from hard-hitting news to sports cars? They're cheap, she also says. I don't like spending a lot of money on a car. Well, twenty-nine grand ain't cheap for guys like me, but, you know. The Miata is the signature car. It's got incredible appeal. It's a signature car nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. More than a million have been built, they say. And you can track them. Or just cruise. They're incredibly reliable. They hold value well. They help you in binge racing is what the idea is. It's kind of interesting. Now, they talk about being in Sweden with these cars. They talk about how you can put snow tires on them. You can turn them into digging vehicles. You want to drive a slow car fast and a fast car slow, right? <laughs> anyway, they go on and on about this. They say a Corvette's a nice machine, but it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Then they basically took the fender off the car, and they're making jewelry out of them now, too. Here's what I find interesting about this stuff. Who has money and time for this, Cameron? Who who can who can really do this kind of stuff? I mean, I hear all this. They're like, yeah, this thing's cheap. And then I read that it's like twenty nine grand. Twenty nine thousand dollars. I don't find that cheap to me. That's incredibly expensive. I've never in my entire life. I've never bought a car that expensive before ever. And I don't really intend to, ladies and gentlemen. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to respond to this, really, just because I, I, I can't enjoy one of these babies. I could not blow $29,000 on one of these babies. I mean, neither can the average American, Cam, and that's why I'm spending time on this. Because on one hand, you see this article... How much does the average American make? Fifty-one grand uh, per year, and then they say wheels. The little roadster that leaves a smile. Yeah, the Mazdas. Enjoy Mazda Miatas, the little cars that combine affordability with clever engineering, durability, 
and driving fun. <laughs> Not for me. Dude, if I only make 51 grand as the average American, I can't buy a $29,000 car, more than half my salary for a year. There's no way. Well, here's the point. What's the average cost of a used car now? Do you know what that is, Cameron? I'm going to tell you. What's the average cost of a used car? I know your brother bought one for three grand. My daughter just bought a car for 1500 bucks from her brother, too. So, you know, you can get uh, inexpensive vehicles, but the average cost of a used car now? No, dude, come on. The average cost of a used car now? Over $30,000. Yes, sir. The average cost, look up on the internet, average cost of used car and you will see in the news that it is out of this world expensive and people cannot afford it this is serious this is not a joke folks why do i spend so much time on it because we're talking about inflation why inflation is so brutal yeah, but if you look up the latest years, you're probably looking at an older year report or something. It's more than that even. Yeah, I know. So 2020 is like two years ago, my friend. I don't know if you know, but it's 2022, right? And because of the COVID, uh, used cars because of chip shortages has changed drastically in the last two years. So Cameron's looking up a 2020 study. But you got to look up a current study. Yeah. So, but there's new studies now. I don't know when your current one is. That one says 28,000. All I'm telling you is the average car, I've seen one that shows over 30,000 now. Uh, the average car is so expensive that I can't even buy the average car anymore. I can't. The most I've ever spent on a car is like $19,000. Uh, and it was my Yukon that I bought. And I bought it because we had uh, enough people to where we had to have a car that could seat nine people. And I had to buy it. I kind of had no choice. All the other cars that were used and in my price range, um, I couldn't buy because then I'd be driving around illegal all the time <laughs> with with too many people in my uh, car or whatever you want to say. So, uh, folks, this is not a joke. This is not funny. But I submit to you that our society is going off the rails financially. How much is the average rent? People cannot afford it. How much is the average house now in America? People cannot afford it. CNN now, uh, Cameron's looking at, shows uh, the average used cars over 30 grand, just like I told you. So, you know what? I'm actually up on the news, people. I know it seems like I'm not really, but I, I kind of am. I study it every day, all day. So all I'm telling you is look at how expensive that is. People cannot afford that kind of stuff. Because if you take a $30,000 used car and put it on, what, a five-year loan? You're going to pay six grand a year. That's 500 bucks a month with no interest. Okay, not many years ago, people used to have $500 a month house payments, not car payments, people. Right? That's what I'm talking about. It is crazy, ladies and gentlemen.
How much does a used car cost? Wow. Okay, but it's been going up over the last just few months. If you look at the news on this, you'll see average car, 27.5. Average car uh, crosses the $28,000 mark. Um, so at the end of December, it was 28000 Now it's already. Now what's the average car cost? And then you say, what's the median car cost? And while some of us are trying to just get a car, right? You thought new cars were expensive. The average used car. Why manufacturing shortages, they say? Sticker shock. The average, I'm going to stick with this one. Sticker shock. Average used car price, $29,000. I'll stick with that one. Because out of all the different, even though I've seen articles that show it's above 30000 I see stuff all over the map. I think Cam's right. So I'm going to use this average of 29000 Folks, people cannot afford this. So you got some people just having fun with their vehicles. You buy a $29,000 vehicle for off-roading and fun. The other guys are just trying to get a car, and they can't even afford $29,000 at all. The disparity in America is really the, the takeaway, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, think of the biblical idea to feed the hungry and clothe the naked. And you go, whoa, man. This is crazy, isn't it? All right. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully that was educational. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, a one-of-a-kind talk show, six days a week, two hours a day. Been on the air telling you the news the network refused to use for more than 25 years. LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate today. God save the republic. <laughs>